Welcome back to Couple of Criminals. This is Mariah. And this is Anton, and we are your average couple reviewing your not-so-average crimes. Today's episode is number 38 of a 50-part series that will be based around a crime in each state in the United States of America and are in alphabetical order, which means today's case will be based on a crime in the state of Pennsylvania. I honestly can't believe that Thanksgiving is officially in one week from today, and obviously we do have some international listeners who don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but we in the U.S. celebrate Thanksgiving, and it is next Thursday, the 23rd? Or yeah, is it the, the 23rd. Yeah. And then obviously Black Friday, where we all eat our, ourselves and our weight on Thursday, and then we go and shop our way on Friday. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. I know. I feel like, though, we don't really need anything. I feel like every year we don't really need anything. No, but it's a good time to go Christmas shopping for That's true. all the sales that are going on. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, I feel like a lot of companies are doing their Black Friday sales now. Yeah, it seems like each year they have just like started earlier, lengthened their Black Friday sales or like when they start. And that's yeah. why I'm like, what's Cyber Monday going to yeah, be? Yeah, because there are some that started like a couple this of weeks week. ago. Yeah. Well, we are super excited for the holidays. This is the first year that Anton and I will actually be spending the holidays as just us two. We've been together nine years, and this will be the first year where it's just us. We obviously, in reality, don't have enough PTO for either one of us to go and visit family at this time. And so we'll be making, we're not turkey people, so we will be having ham and some good old taters. Yeah, not turkey people at all. Yeah. I mean, I like deli turkey. Like fresh deli turkey. See, that's, but I think that's different. But than, it's different than, than like Thanksgiving turkey. A Thanksgiving turkey, yeah. But we make this sweet pineapple ham with sweet pineapple gravy and mashed potatoes, and it is so good. Yeah, we're excited. And so it's great. It will be different, and we're looking forward to starting these traditions, especially since little baby Steinmetz is going to be here in three months. So we are just so looking forward to it. And in addition, the whole reason I brought up Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving in the U.S. does fall on Thursday. And so for next week's episode, we will be dropping it one day in advance. So we'll be dropping it on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Aside from all of this, I think we'll just jump right into Anton's joke of the day and then the case he selected. We only have the honor of hearing two more Thanksgiving-based jokes. So let's hear what you got for us today. All right, Mariah, this is a pretty good one. Okay. What do you call rain on turkey day? Okay, sorry. I'm trying to think of what it could be. What do you call rain on turkey day? I don't know why I think of like sprinkles. Foul weather. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's good. I thought it was a pretty good one. That is a good one. I, I don't know why I thought sprinkles. That has nothing to do with turkey day. That's okay. I know. There's a different one for sprinkles. I can't remember what it is, though. I'm not very good when it comes to jokes. But that was a good one. I like the foul weather. Thank you. I, and yes. hopefully it's not foul weather when you go and play football on Thanksgiving oh, morning. Uh, yeah, we're hoping. I'm just hoping for it to be at least somewhat not cold. But I'm sure it's, it's going to be freezing. But as long as there's no rain or wind, I think we'll be okay. And to kick things off, we're for sure going golfing this Saturday as the weather starts to change. And this Saturday is the last day where we have like decent weather and we won't be freezing. My hair will not turn into icicles. No, thankfully it will not. Yeah. Okay, Anton. Well, let's hear your case from the state of Pennsylvania. All right. Today we'll be going over a case from Pennsylvania. This case 
is a very interesting case from the moment I decided to take a look at it. This is going to be the murder of Troy LaFera. Now, Mariah, do you remember what a website called Craigslist is? Yeah, we used Craigslist all the time. Not going to lie, I was raised on a farm in Oregon, and we got everything off of Craigslist from the goats to the our dog, and then we I think we also got our peacocks off of yeah. Craigslist. I, mean, I never really used it. I know of Craigslist, but I never used it growing yeah. up. But yeah, it's pretty much a place where people can post ads or sell things. And the comparison for today, it's like Facebook market. Well, the crazy thing is, is Craigslist went through a lot of scrutiny because there was like sex crimes happening on Craigslist. Is that what this? So yeah, this case is actually going to be pretty much around. Oh yeah, I've heard about it. So actually funny story before you get into the case, my sister she had been posted about on Craigslist by a secret admirer and we had found it. There was literally a page about find this woman or find this girl. And it was literally my older sister. Wow. I, that this is the first time I've heard that. Yeah. It was while we were working for my, my, the company that my dad works for, he had seen her, I guess, working one of the events. And then that's how it happened. I believe my sister, I may be quoting it wrong, but yeah, it was crazy. And somebody ended up seeing the Craigslist post and knew that it was Sari based off of the description that he had. Oh my word. That yeah. is pretty close to home. It is way. really creepy. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right. This case starts the night of November 13th, 2013. 2013? Yes. 2013. That's just 10 years ago. Almost 11. Oh, no. No, 10. No, 10. Yeah. This is when Troy posted on Craigslist to meet up with a female companion. This is then when a young Miranda Barber, who was 18 at this time, responded to his ad. The site of this meetup would be at a mall in Hummel's Wharf, Pennsylvania. I just have to mention that I think it's a great thing that it's a public place. Like, a mall is a very public place. Like, for me, if I was going on a date with somebody I didn't know, I would appreciate the fact that they were meeting somewhere public. Because oftentimes we see maybe the opposite but obviously this is we know the kind of podcast we do so i don't think it's definitely best that you meet in a public area typically yeah after deciding on a 100 dollars payment to miranda they ended up driving to a new spot six miles away in sunbury payment is this like this is a sexual sexual yes encounter encounter now this is the part that went downhill for troy miranda's husband of only three weeks elliot Barber was also she was in the married car at 18? waiting in the back seats under a blanket. Yes, oh, that's she a was heck married. No. And I believe from what I saw, he was 22. Wait, waiting? Was, oh, yes, no. Was waiting in the car under a blanket. Once Moran signaled at him, he jumped out of the back seats of the car and started to strangle Troy. I'm so confused. Who initiated the contact? So, Troy posted... On Craigslist, the ad for a female companion, like sexual service and escort, Miranda contacted him for the meetup to meet up somewhere. So they're like a a couple murderer. Yeah, we're going to get into it. That's what this whole story is about. Once Elliot started to strangle Troy, Miranda at the same time started stabbing Troy in an attempt to kill him. Well, that attempt was reality, and ultimately Troy was stabbed to death after Miranda had stabbed him 20 times. Oh my gosh, talk about an overkill. And stabbing is a really 
personal way to die. Yeah, and get like they've. This is the only time that they've met this guy. They have no contact before. Well, I was assuming. Yeah. So, after dumping Troy's body in the backyard of someone's house, the couple brought cleaning supplies to clean up their car, and then went to dinner and acted like nothing had happened. Can you imagine just casually doing that and then going to Olive Garden afterwards? Yeah. Well, it never said where they went to eat for dinner, but in an interview with police, Elliot said that he ate a burger and it was fantastic. My the guess fact that he could even have acknowledges been McDonald's, that? Five Guys. I don't know. Maybe they in went to a sit down, Red Robin. We don't know. But and it apparently doesn't really the matter. burger was fantastic. <laughs> it doesn't matter, though. Troy's body was found the next day, like I said, in someone's backyard. After police had started their investigation, it actually led them to the barbers. After some questioning of both Miranda and Elliot, they both denied ever knowing Troy until police brought some evidence to life. I don't understand. How did it lead them to the barbers? This evidence was Troy's last phone call. It was was traced to... to Miranda's phone. Okay. This is then when both of their stories completely changed. Miranda ended up trying to say that she was trying to defend herself from his advances and ended up accidentally killing him. Yeah, but to me, that would automatically not deduce because why was the husband in the car and then like he was also strangling and then she stabbed him 20 plus times? It's just what she said. Yeah. It's this new story. Then as the investigation continued, their stories changed into a confession. As police were able to start piecing together the information that went down the night of the 11th, Miranda and Elliot confessed to murder to murdering Troy and that it was premeditated. They thought that murdering someone as a couple would be thrilling. If you ask me, was it worth the thrill that maybe end up life in prison or maybe even the death sentence? Thankfully, though, do we know, was it only the one? Yes, it was only the one. Do you think they would have gone on to be serial killers? Uh, from the sound of it, most likely. It's weird to me that, like TMI, but some people get off by the murdering. And then as a couple, you put two and two together and they both have find pleasure and satisfaction in that. You do. You have a serial killer couple. Oh, yeah. So during her interview with police as well, Miranda had claimed that she had killed over 22 people. She did alone? Alone, yes. And she was only 18? She was stated to say that she stopped counting her kills after 22, so it has not been confirmed of how many people she has killed. Has she confessed to knowing the names of the people she killed? We're going to get into it a little bit. Okay. At first, police weren't sure about believing her because after interviewing some of her family members, they all said she was a habitual liar. But then she shared some shocking stories of some of the missing people that police were never able to connect a murder or to find. Miranda's backstory is also quite sad as well, just like many of these other murders slash serial killers that we've looked into. Her story starts off when she was just three years old, and her uncle was sentenced to prison due to sexually assaulting Miranda. He was sentenced to 19 years in prison, then at the age of 13, Miranda joined a satanic cult. Soon after joining this cult, the cult leader had the 13-year-old Miranda shoot and kill a guy who was in debt with the, with the cult. So that's almost kind of like a gang killing, isn't it? She, I pretty, mean, much, she pretty much joined a gang, yes. Yeah. What is that called? It's like a, the initiation, or what is it called? Could have been like an initiation, yes. Into, yeah. 
Then her killing spree continued, but we won't get into any of her other supposed kills, but they ran from 2008 to 2013. Supposedly. Supposedly. At the same time frame, Miranda went on medication for schizophrenia, ADHD, as well as depression. It had been stated that she felt like she had been possessed by another person or maybe a demon that when she told Elliot about would be dubbed Super Miranda. The thing that is interesting to me, though, because she was part of a satanic cult or group, and so she's close to the dark side, you would say. So that's probably why she felt connected to like something dark. Well, or it's also was... said that I think like the voices in her head from schizophrenia was also part of kind of that as well. They were demonized voices? Could have been that. It never specified what they were, but like it was something that was in her head that wasn't good. Yeah. Super Miranda was possibly her other half that, as we know now to be her bad side, that was a coping mechanism from when she was sexually abused by her uncle that she formed. It would have been this side that committed the murders, but Elliot loved this side of Miranda as well as her other side of Miranda, who was a loving mother. Mother? They have kids? They had, I believe, one kid, yes. She told Jill Burke, a journalist in 2018, I was a good mother, but I had two sides of me at war with each other, she said. I felt if I did something to get myself out of the picture, everyone else would be so much better off in their lives. This was when she thought that going away and having her daughter be adopted would be the best option for her daughter. Well, if we know anything, she could have just put the baby up for adoption and not had to commit a murder, but maybe she also saw it in another way that she had to commit this murder for her daughter to be in a safer household. Well, I feel like it's hard because mental illness is so prominent, and so it's possible that the other side was more dominant than the loving, Yeah, and so it could have been, like, it could have also been something where she thought that it was better for her to be locked up so she wouldn't hurt anybody. I mean, maybe also in her mind, she kind of created a thesis like, oh, if I don't have my daughter, then I can go fulfill these murderous fantasies. And as soon as her daughter was out of the picture, that's when she took advantage of that. Well, it could have been, but they still had her da- their daughter whenever they committed this. They did? Yeah, she came out and said that, you know, it would be better for her to go into an adoption after they did this because they, oh, she would have a gosh. better place I to thought- live. Oh, I thought the other. No, she was not adopted beforehand. She was still living with them. Yes, That's and she was terrible. a young young girl. I, I didn't like see a what toddler. age. Yeah, but she was a toddler. During the investigation into Troy's murder, the police were in contact with some of the other police departments that Miranda had claimed to live in, and nothing has come back from any of them about Miranda or any of the murders she has claimed to be committing. When she lived in Alaska, police had stated that no murders had been committed by Miranda there. Like the Alaskan State Police. Which is crazy because there's so many cold cases in Alaska. I feel like, is it possible that maybe one is connected to it's her? It's possible, but maybe they, just maybe they were aren't able, able to... to connect it. Or maybe she just never did it. Because like we know from her family that she's a very habitual slash compulsive liar. Yeah. It seemed like the only person who believed that she had killed any of these people and had some weird infatuation with Miranda was her newfound husband, Elliot. And how did they meet? Do we know? They met after, I want to say, school. 
And they weren't married for that long? No, they were only married for three weeks, and then they committed this crime from what I saw. Man, talk about the honeymoon phase. Yeah, for real. Holy cow. Now, the two ended up pleading not guilty to first-degree murder, which would have carried the death sentence with it. Which I don't understand how they pled not guilty if they both said it was premeditated. I never understood. I couldn't understand or wrap my mind around that either. A defense usually tells them, like counsels them to say not guilty. But they ended up pleading guilty to second-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without parole. And they got convicted for second-degree murder? Mm, Yeah, they were convicted for, well, they pled guilty. But second-degree murder infers that it's not premeditated, but they said it was premeditated. Yeah, they ended up saying it was. But See, that's where I'm very confused on this whole thing. But either way, they're in behind bars for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Hopefully also getting the help that Miranda needs. And no possibility of parole? Yeah, no possibility of parole. Now, that is the story of the murder of Troy LaFera. And how old was he? He was 42. He was 42? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow, I, I can't believe that. And she was only 18. At the time of his murder, yeah, 18. And was her husband 18 as well? No, her husband was 22, I believe. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Craigslist, man, can be a dangerous place. I think the problem is nowadays is Craigslist, like, yeah, is not really a thing very much anymore. But then the problem is you don't just need Craigslist now. People are trafficked from Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, well, any social Facebook, media, like, like anything. I brought up Facebook Marketplace. Same thing there. Yeah. I mean, like you said last week, there's people who, well, maybe not last week, but the last case or two, we talked about just people. Being taken out of parking lots. I know. But then the other thing is too, is you, you feel like you can trust someone who doesn't have a face. And so like a lot of... Or you don't like know... You don't know, you don't who know they their name. Or, or they have a fake profile. Yeah. And so you trust who you see when in reality it's somebody like totally someone different. Someone who has total terrible intentions. Yeah. And that's why Craigslist, I feel like it was almost not the beginning, but a huge stepping stone in, you know, trafficking and bad things that happened like this because there was a lot of crimes that happened on Craigslist. That's why you always go somewhere with a buddy. Yeah, I feel like you could make a a podcast series out of all of the crimes that have taken place on Craigslist. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, not only that, in any any online kind of thing like that. Like platform. Platform like that, you could easily yeah. probably make a whole podcast about it. Um, what year were they convicted? In 2013. 2013. So uh, it was either 2013 or 2014. Wow, so it was quick. Yeah, they were. it was very, very quick process. Well, and yeah, especially if they pled guilty. Yeah, like, I mean, I want to say literally they were, they were pretty much picked up like a couple days later. Like it wasn't very long. Thank goodness for technology, though, that they were able to track the phone. I mean, yeah, I mean, you think if this was back in... Even just a few the years 70s earlier. or 80s, it probably, they might not have been, they might have gotten away with it. And more. Or, yeah, and more. I mean, maybe eventually it would have been caught, but technology definitely was the hero here. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to Couple of Criminals. We will see you back here next week where I will be reviewing a crime from the state of Rhode Island. Until then, this is your Couple of Criminals. Signing off.